0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the WFR Marriage Podcast, a conversation about marriage for marriage. I'm your host, Jonathan Wallace. I'm sitting across from my, or beside my lovely wife, Tara, and across the table from two of our closest friends in the world. How y'all doing today?
1: Doing good. Good to be good, here. Good, good, good. Don't
0: recognize those voices. That's still Trey and <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're still friends after
2: all
3: yeah. this time. <laughs> yeah. Even
2: though you guys went on vacation without yeah. us. Yes, we yeah. did, and it was mm-hmm.
0: amazing.
3: We got to do, we got to do that. Yeah, yearly. Yeah. We, we need to go to the beach. Not like
1: go all without Well,
3: you know. We I'm like, all our friends, <laughs> Yeah, our friends, Our friend. real like, beach trip. Yes, it was we can't say
1: anything. We took a beach trip without them, yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, yeah kind
3: of a little bit bigger beach trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, and,
0: actually, it was a smaller beach. And wow. you rubbed it in our face for the, <laughs> too much prior to
1: leaving. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was just a bunch of... Island.
0: Well, we didn't invite
1: y'all yeah, because sure.
2: Jonathan doesn't like the beach.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, he liked it this time because he got time. to go fishing.
3: Okay.
0: No, I enjoyed it this time because I got to sit on the beach for longer than five minutes at a time and hold your hand. That yeah, that, really was right. that was good. Yeah, nice. so
1: your expectations were met. Yes. Is
0: what you're saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. What
1: you had expected nice. of your beach experience. Yes, I, I
0: trust my kids not to drown enough to where now I don't have to be sitting right beside them in three foot of water. And there was no rip current either, so we were good. Mm-hmm. I was like... Well,
2: speaking of expectations, that's a good segue into what we're talking about tonight. It is.
0: it is. So, Trey, did you coin this term? Did you find this on the internet? I'm just wondering because I, I didn't
2: coin it. it. I'm sure I saw it somewhere. I just okay. couldn't tell you where. I'm gonna let you introduce I saw it, so. what we're talking
0: about because this was your this was your baby right here. You came up with this oh. name.
2: Well, you put the the word sex and expectations together, and you have sex expectations, uh, which we all do uh, to some wow. degree, Very varying. Various levels, so mm-hmm. that's the topic.
0: That's right, and you know, right off, when you said we we're going to talk about this, it's just one verse popped to my mind, and that was Proverbs thirteen twelve: "Hope delayed, or I've seen it; hope deferred, makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life."
2: Yeah, and there's so much. Um, a, um, brokenness or hope that's deferred, especially with this topic, and mm-hmm. pretty much every marriage that I've ever been a part of and, and spoke to. It's uh, sex is one that, uh, I think we've been talking about it for the past mm-hmm. uh, few weeks, and so I don't think we could overdo it when it comes I to that. Know.
3: So that word, I think, with a lot of people, they just jump back like, "No, I don't want to talk about that. That's a bad word." So I think we need to make it not a bad word. I think yeah. we me- we need to make it a holy word. Yeah, right. yeah.
1: it was created by God.
3: So. Yep. That's right. That's exactly for sure, right.
0: and it is good. And I think we talked about that in the last podcast, and, you know, that was, you know, without going back to that, but, I mean, that was one of the first things he told us to do is be fruitful and multiply, right? Mm Of course. Mm -hmm. So so let's talk about sex, like, in a relationship. And when we talk about this, we're talking about this completely inside the domain of marriage Mm -hmm. and uh, trying to make sure that what we do fits God's plan for it. Um, Does for lack of a better term does one size fit all like does one way of doing things work in every marriage does one size fit no. all? <laughs> see what you did there. No. <laughs> uh, debating on if I wanted to use that phrase, but I knew Tracy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, here, here's uh, the thing. Everyone has specific expectations when it comes to sex. You know what what it ought to be like, what it what it should be like, and you know um, the way I viewed sex when we first got married was probably different than the way Anna viewed sex and the way she. Viewed affection was different than the way I viewed affection. Mm-hmm. The way she viewed intimacy was different than what I what I viewed. And and, and some of this too is uh, what I thought is acceptable may not be acceptable to her. Mm-hmm. You know, so we all have specific different expectations based off of uh, many different things. You know, primarily stuff from our past. Uh, but so no, uh, uh, one size does not fit all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What works for me uh, doesn't work for, for Anna in some cases. You know, that's right, and then
0: what works for the two of us, Tara and I, as a couple, doesn't work for everybody else. It's, mm-hmm. it's a thing you've got to learn and feel. And um, I don't know. Sometimes I think we go into it blindly or assuming that there's no good scriptural references or or direction that we can go to, and that's just simply not the truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just thinking about we all have expectations for everything. And sex is definitely included in that everything and just what we're expecting. And I think that's where or why there are so there's so much frustration Mm -hmm. when it comes to sex. That's why we don't want to talk about the topic because there's so much about it that our expectations aren't being met and for the most part we probably don't even realize what our expectations really are that we actually have them um, when it comes to sex but we do I think it's important that you have
3: conversation with your spouse about it. Um, I know, like you say, what's right for us may not be the same thing that's right for you. But sometimes we, I don't know, sitting down, and you're talking with somebody and they're talking about, hey, we do this or we do that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, maybe, maybe we should try that or maybe we should do that. But that's not how God intended it. God intended you guys to have intimacy and us to have a different type of intimacy. And our pasts are different than your past. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that we, you know, discuss that and we talk about that in our marriage.
2: I do think the, the same thing doesn't work for, for everyone, uh, like we uh, just mentioned. But I do think the. You know, the, the road or the path back to a healthy sex life, mm-hmm. it is all the same I for everyone it because too. God had a design specifically, and it doesn't change, you know, per mm-hmm. person. So,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's held, you know, what we've seen is it's held time. I mean, it just continues. If you go back to it, it just works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just works. Yeah. So, you know, it, Whether sex in your marriage is a hard discussion or an easy discussion, guess what? You still got to have the discussion, right? Yeah. Right. And some of you out there may be thinking, "Yeah, I don't know about this. I mean, we we can't even, you know, discuss who's taking the dog out without having a fight. I mean, this mm-hmm. is something big. So, what's some things in our lives that we found kind of helps us ease into that discussion, or what broke the, what really broke the 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 chains that kept us from having this discussion?
1: Well, I think brokenness yeah. um i know for us just when we finally realized we are slack broken like mm-hmm. we're broke broke broken mm-hmm. and broke, broke. and it's time to <laughs> <laughs> broke, broke, broke. Broke, broke. Um, i mean it's for lack of a better word for trey and i it was time to grow up mm-hmm. and have the gum hard conversation or continue life miserably with each other or miserably with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, that Those were the options. So when you get to that point and you realize there's no more not talking about this because it right. makes me uncomfortable, it's like we wanted healing. And so it was a I'm, we're ready to do whatever it takes. And that includes having very hard uncomfortable conversations
2: and, and the truth is until you do you'll stay right there in that place of brokenness and, mm-hmm. and that's that's the whole idea is you know god is a god of restoration and until we got to that place where we were willing to have those difficult conversations uh not till then did we find the healing that she just talked about
3: so yeah and I, I think it's important um because there are such different situations in mm-hmm. different marriages that you know like jonathan and i had to. Trauma, and we've done a podcast before on you know with um, Holly and Steve. That is very important for the other spouse to realize that sometimes that is the word "sex" is scary, and it yeah. it takes time, and it's important to be um, I don't know compassionate with your spouse about. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know how far you want to talk or how far you want to take mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. just remember that.
0: Yeah, and that and that, you know that point just brings up First Peter three seven. You know, husbands in the same way live with your wives in an understanding way as with mm-hmm. a weaker partner, showing them honor and best co heirs in the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. You know, for me that plays in because I mean it, it didn't necessarily have to be Tara that had the sexual trauma in her past. It could have been me, mm-hmm. and in that same she would have had to have extend me that same grace and under. Understanding to let me work through things, you know. Um, I would say that if it would have happened to me in that area, I would have been the weaker spouse, yeah. and she would have had to, you know, yeah, help me in an understanding it's,
2: way. It's not always a selfish need or want or sometimes it's not even selfish it's just a just a need and maybe god put it there but sometimes it's it is sexual abuse or brokenness from our past and sometimes it's not the things we do it's the things that were done to us and that's a a different level but still um, the idea is because I didn't, I didn't know about some of Anna's sexual brokenness until mm-hmm. uh, the thick of things come out in our marriage, and and uh, and it wasn't until then that she found healing from that until she got it out. And mm-hmm. so that's I think hard. that's a big barrier with people who have experienced um, yeah. sexual brokenness is just getting it out. And I, you know I've been married to her for what? Won't be 20 years. No, I mean <laughs> when when you finally. It has been
1: 10. Yeah, it's been 10 years,
2: ten years, and I had no idea. Yeah, you know? right.
0: yeah. And so, how do we cope with that anxiety around that conversation? I mean, for me, you know, I've said it before. I ran from everything difficult, so my coping mechanism was just it wasn't there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I did. I didn't want to even have the conversation. If I we would have had the had this conversation when we first got married, which I wish we would have. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I wish that we would have had the skills in place to discuss this when we mm-hmm. got married. But um, back then, I had no. Interest in it, so how do we handle that anxiety?
1: Well, I think first of all, you, there's a lot of other things leading up to a, a sex conversation, especially if it's very difficult already, that you, as a couple or an individually, need to be working on your relationship with Christ. Are you drawing a circle around yourself in all other areas, not just the area of sex, on working on communication, making it a safe place? All of those things mm-hmm. come into factor, especially with a conversation about sex, but in in all areas of our marriage. So if we are practicing all those other things and learning how to use communicate, how to communicate correctly and and mutual understanding mm-hmm. and forgiveness and grace and kind mercy. A
0: conflict. Yeah. yeah,
1: if we're doing that when it comes to a topic like like this, especially if it's difficult and hard already, you're gonna use the same things you've already used. Mm-hmm. And still if it is if you can't make headway or if it just keeps blowing up, then you bring someone else in. Mm-hmm. i right. I mean we sometimes we gotta have a mediator to help be able to understand yeah. each other.
2: I think also um, something that can alleviate the anxiety is um, just realizing um, that uh, what God's intent for sex was. Now we, it's we have anxiety with it because of things like we said from our past, but when we in faith, when we step out and we we read God's truth and we understand, like it's 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 not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. And that was the original intent. Uh, it's a gift from a loving father that right. it had a purpose. And uh, you cannot truly be one with your spouse without having sex. I mean, that's that's why God. Gave it to us was to so we could experience what he experienced in the Trinity. He's one with the, the Son and the Spirit. And so when a husband and wife have sex, guess what? They experience oneness as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's when I think when we grasp that like it's a good gift and it's it's uh, as holy as Tara said earlier, and it's it's God has a tent intent with it for our oneness. Uh, then that helps us to get past the anxiety of not wanting to talk about it and heal from it
3: and you you know i know we're leading up to our next podcast um you know being a parent and talking about sex and just think about how we would view sex expectations if we started as a child Mm -hmm. and knew the healthy you know what the word meant in a healthy way Mm -hmm. how god intended it to be i mean you know this world puts sex into a it's lust and it's evil and it's so many different things. But like you said, God intended it to be something holy and something so much better.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And how close we could grow in our marriage
1: mm-hmm. if we
3: got to the brokenness and we could
1: heal and grow together in that. So, yeah, the biggest, uh, aha moment i have when it came to my own sexual brokenness and within our our marriage um you know i I experienced sexual trauma as a child um and as a a teenager and then then brought it i would say that was sexual trauma we brought on ourselves Mm -hmm. um even in our marriage but when i finally laid myself bare Like, my sexual brokenness, all the, like, the feelings I had about sex. When I finally opened up to Trey and just shared that, not because I trusted Trey that he would do the right thing with it or not. Uh, In fact, I had to get past trying to do that because as long as I kept trying to put all my trust in Trey to to be able to respond exactly the way I thought he should or maybe he even should, um, I wouldn't open up. I would Mm -hmm. not completely let the last wall down. But it was after just spending time in prayer and in God's word and realizing I'm not putting my trust in Trey. When I do this, I am putting my trust in God, that he's got me. That's where my trust lies. Mm -hmm. It's not in protecting myself, and it's not in trusting Trey either. So when I finally did that, and I openly shared, um, it was kind of like one of the last things when it came to sexual intimacy, how I felt about Mm -hmm. everything from the past, because I'd never really shared that with him. Um, And it was after a year or two, after us walking through healing, and I shared that with him, and it was like, finally, he accepted me, just as I am, in my brokenness and all. And I was like, I had this idea in my mind that we can never truly be intimate until all this is completely gone. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I'm still dealing with the, never the baggage of sexual trauma. <laughs> I mean, I've nope. healed much, but just that one thing was realizing that, like, you know what? That is is what intimacy is sexually and sexually you can i think that's the time when you can be the most intimate because it's not just physical it's emotional Mm -hmm. when we do it god's way and so that uh, that strengthened our intimacy just my realization of that is what intimacy yeah, is yeah the,
2: the best sex we ever had was when we were completely vulnerable like mm-hmm. i think that's that's the key uh, when it comes to sexual intimacy is you're not only completely naked mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. in front of them but you're just bare uh internally uh mm-hmm. with each other
0: yeah i, I completely agree so we read in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, it says, For this is God's will for your sanctification, that you will keep away from sexual immorality, that each of you knows how to control his own body in holiness and honor, and not with lustful passions uh, like the Gentiles do who don't know God. I, I read that verse. And I hear so many times the aspect of, and, and I've heard it both ways from the spouse, from the husband or from the wife, well, my wife helps me control my lustful thoughts. Having sex with my spouse helps me control this and helps me control that. And I just take a, a, a different viewpoint on that, and I want to get your guys' input on it. I feel like you know, that aspect of it should be met by God. And if you're relying on your spouse to do that, that's just a crutch. And I, and I just want to, you know, because I think it plays into this expectations part. So many people mm-hmm. we know that we've counseled, I mean, that's their viewpoint of it. I need you to do this for mm-hmm. me so I don't do this. Right. Right. So, what, what's your input on that?
1: Well, the first thing I think about what we say at reengage all the time draw a circle around yourself mm-hmm. say it. and work on everybody in that circle. Are, there are. Uh, innate needs you said we all have and God you design marriage to meet some of those needs but that he does not he's not depending on that's right that to meet all of our needs yeah. that is not it's just a, it's like the cherry on top right. when those things happen
2: I look at both sides of this. I think part of God's design is to find fulfillment in Him,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and part of His design is he, he gave us a spouse to fulfill us as well. Um, and so if – and I don't know if there's been many times that happened in our marriage, but – um if, if it's withheld for me for some reason, uh, there's an issue here. And if, if it's either me or her, but you know, if, if I'm not getting my needs met from, from Anna, I can definitely find those in God. I mean, I'm, I'm not an animal, you know, I can, <laughs> I can wait until, uh, this, you know, vertical, horizontal relationships healed mm-hmm. um, before, uh, we have sex again. So I think, and I've experienced that where I've found fulfillment in God, uh, in the midst of that Mm
3: -hmm. and that was my big thing is um i know you know we've talked about this a lot and when he does find fulfillment in god it's he needs me but i'm not his number one Mm -hmm. and i think we have to realize that we have to know that about ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, both man and woman we have to find fulfillment in His Word, and we have to find fulfillment in how He makes us feel, and not how our spouse makes us feel. And when yeah. that happens, and you have two people that are doing that, mm-hmm. man, fireworks.
2: Yeah, that's and that's, think, that's the, the thing. Like, if if I'm living out that verse uh, that Jonathan read earlier about living with my wife in an understanding way, uh, if if I'm loving her like Christ loved the church, then God designed it to where she is is you know, wanting to respond to me sexually. Like, Mm -hmm. she she just will, unless there's some kind of physical issues. And so, if not, then I think we go back to what Anna said, like, draw a circle around yourself. There's something going on with me or her, and there's a disconnect somewhere. we got to figure out what that is. And so, it's always a good idea for self-examination, and for us as Christians and we're we're supposed to love our wives like Christ loved the church, then the way that I do that is to put her needs before my own, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's Philippians 2.
0: So on expectations of, the safe say, frequency, how often should it happen? I don't think I've read anywhere in Scripture where it gives anything like that. But there is a Scripture that talks about that. Mm -hmm. Terry, do you want to read that, 1 Corinthians 7, 4? Sure. And do you need my hold on Hush, I'm gonna spin this around so you can see the she will that, have her readers on
3: today. <laughs> 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 but because sexual immorality is so common, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife, and each woman should have sexual relations with her own husband. A husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise a wife to her husband. A wife does not have the right over her own body, but her husband does. In the same way a husband does not have the right over his own body, but his wife does. Do not deprive one another, except when you agree for a time to devote yourself for prayer, then come together again otherwise. Satan may tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Mm-hmm. I say this as a con- concession, not as a command.
0: That's an a
2: often misused verse by so a lot of guys, too. It's so often
0: misused, so that people just leave that whole last part out. Right. So, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's just real quick, anything I want to pull out of that verse just to point out how we can incorporate this into expectations?
1: Well, there we have a marital duty and it's because of the devil tempting us. It's for it's to protect also against temptation. So besides the fact of all of the oneness and the things that it does when you have sex, it's to, it's helping each other not be tempted mm-hmm. as much. Like, there is a, we're supposed to be having sex. Like, it, it's, it's supposed to be happening. Um, yeah. And there's good reasons for it.
2: I know our things change over time too from the time I was 20
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know to the time I, I'm, I'm 53 now and uh, it's definitely not as much a as important as a need now as it was then right. but it is um, still a need and and um, the deal is even now my flesh is always wanting to to re, you know go back to, to sin and then that I think Lessons, if um, you know this, our sex life is where where it needs to be, and so I think the Satan's always there trying to pull us away, and I think that's what um, it's talking about. And, and the other thing is with with this is if we're not living understanding in an understanding way towards each other, that verse we read earlier, verse peter uh, says our prayers will be hindered Mm -hmm. and so our sex life uh, is one of the things that we cannot live with each other in an understanding way and our prayers to god could be hindered Mm -hmm. because of that so it does this does matter you know this Mm -hmm. the sexual relationship yeah
0: i see this as kind of like prayer and fasting Mm -hmm. um you know the bible doesn't say you know you know it you might should think about doing it i mean it's, it's pretty much he says when you fast or when you know, you should devote yourself to prayer and then here it just says hey you got to take a break from it only to what?
3: For to prayer. prayer. Right. For
0: prayer. And, and it has mm-hmm. to be uh, mutually agreed upon. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's not just like this ritual of prayer. It's like so you can work on your relationship with mm-hmm. God. That's the idea. That's right. that I verse. mean, that
0: whole idea of moderation and self-control and, and all that ties into this. Is You know what? you got to be able to give this up before mm-hmm. this becomes your God. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, mm-hmm. I think that just goes back to the whole we're made to to help each other and find fulfillment in each other, or have our needs met to some degree by each other. But obviously, what's more important is our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So more important than anything um, in our marriage. And so it is. I think it probably is a good idea if to both agree every now and then to let's reset and make sure we've not put our relationship. In the place of God. Mm -hmm. Anything, buddy?
3: I I was listening to her. (laughs) and watching Trey. I was just
0: pointing at my wrist like it's 25. Yeah, I know. I I, I figured we were getting close to it. And I just want to point out the end there is I say this as a concession, not as a command. Yeah. You know, like he, you know, really, he wants us to be like him, who apparently he didn't have to be married because he didn't struggle with that aspect of it. That'd be ideal. But he knows, like, we. I feel like God's saying here. You know yep. what? I Don't really want you to do it, but I know it's hard. So here you go. <laughs> yeah, I right. mean, yeah. we all lack in the self-control. Yeah, that's right. I
3: mean, we don't. Yeah, right. So with prayer, mm-hmm. that's the only thing we can do to fight that. And
0: so, let's talk about plan versus spontaneity. What's right for you?
1: Both, both. I should uh-huh. say
2: what. Yeah. It, it and like I said earlier, it changes over time. Like you know, um, depending on what life stage you're in. If you have uh, toddlers or kids, and and now uh, you guys just joined us with grandkids, and so it mm-hmm. it changes over time. And so I, you know, it seems like um, now, um, you know, versus ten years ago, it's more spontaneous than, than planned, but still there's times when it's, spontaneous when it's planned. Spontaneous
0: opportunistic. <laughs> yeah. So it's both. With right. it. I'll, I'll take it however I can get it. You know.
3: That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you do. I think when you're young, you have this idea. I mean, I'll, go ahead. A expectation like it'll just spontaneously happen yeah. all the time. Like we'll just be in the mood mm-hmm. and it'll just happen at all these crazy cool places or whatever. Yeah. Well, then reality sets in and it's like, well, that can't happen. There's kids in the backseat, sure or right there's now. this going on, or we're just dead gum tired. And so there is there are times in your life where you're gonna have to plan that, mm-hmm. and you have to be okay with the fact that. It has to be planned. Mm -hmm. And then there's times where it just happens, and everything's great. It doesn't have to be planned. That's right.
3: (laughs) We We have friends that they have little kids, and it's like every Sunday night. You know, no matter what, that's that's our that's our night. You know, it's going to happen. I will night. say this. <laughs>
2: like You have a, a bedroom. You have a door. Close it. Lock it. Lock
0: it, it. The kids will be fine. Yeah, <laughs>
3: they'll be fine. You may hear them screaming and hollering, and
1: it'll be okay.
0: That's exactly right. So well, we
1: really need to wrap this up. You only up. need a couple minutes. <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, so I guess we really need to try to tie everything up. And, and I don't know. Let's tie this up somehow. Put, put God well, first. Yeah, that's
2: put a
3: good. God, that's put a good God expectation. first. Uh, sexpectation. Mm-hmm. When you put God first, you put your spouse second. There you go. Your sexpectation will just fall into play. And
2: I would just probably add if you have serious concerns about your intimacy in your marriage then the best thing to do is to communicate that to your mm-hmm. spouse and if you are having a hard time doing that then i would say it's a great time to reach out but don't wait because it just That's builds right. and grows into this ugly
3: That's right. mess you're missing out you're yeah. you're truly missing out we waited mm-hmm. you know we had all of these issues and we waited into our 30s and what we could have had in our 20s and in most of our 30s it, it it hurts now because I, I know what we are missing. So yeah, we waited don't until wait. divorce
0: papers were almost drawn up. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. I just want to leave I guess part with this. Um Proverbs five, eighteen. Let your fountain be blessed and take pleasure in the in the wife of your youth. A loving do dear, a graceful doe, let her breast always satisfy you. I love this last part. Be lost in her love forever. Yeah. Um she's beautiful. I'm not gonna say anything yeah. else. That's all you need to hear. See you next time.